The participation of women in professional sports is growing, according to Ohio University. Women account for 40% of participants in professional sports. However, their demographic only accounts for 4% of national media coverage. That translates to less than 1% of athletic coverage across major media networks. One publication in particular is on a mission to place women more firmly in the spotlight. Just for Women Sports is a digital-first consumer media brand. 100% dedicated to covering women's sports 100% of the time. The platform brings you up close and personal through a variety of digital and social mediums to everything you need to know when it comes to elevating women in the field of sports. Ben Osborne is the director of content, and he joined me this week to talk all about the platform and how it's providing women athletes a chance to digitally and socially shine. I'm Kevin McShane. Let's have this conversation. Take a moment to welcome you to the program, and I'm super excited to learn about Fish for Women Sports this afternoon. Thanks for a few minutes, and thanks very much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, Ben, they tell me that a Jess for Women Sports is all about women's sports. It's a digital platform exclusively dedicated to that. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about it. Yeah, I mean, the na- it's just women's sports, and it's just what it sounds like. Um, we are dedicated to covering only women's sports. Um, you know, if we had to rank them, we do a lot of soccer, a lot of basketball. Um, we got tennis, golf, you know, then you got the Olympic sports, swimming, gymnastics, um, softball is huge. Uh, there's a lot out there, and, um, you know, we just feel like, no one has tried to do it this way. You have male-centric outlets that cover women's sports, but it often feels like a sub-brand or over to the side. Um, so we are really sports first, and then, or we are women's sports first, and then we are also sports first in the sense that, you know, I think sometimes women's sports coverage talks about these women as. Uh, fashion icons, mothers, um, you know, political activists, like all wonderful things. And we're not against any of that. We, we welcome it. But we also think that women athletes should be treated like athletes, you know, 
treat sports like sports. So, you know, it shouldn't really be quote unquote revolutionary or that shocking of an approach, but I feel like we're the only game in town that is, that is coming at women's sports the way that we do. Absolutely. And tell me about, about the sense of community band that you've been able to build. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a social first community. Our, our followers and readers tend to be millennial women. So they grew up with these social platforms. And what we try to do is, you know, find the, meet the fans where they are. So we know a lot of people are on Instagram. Let's make good Instagram content. We know a lot of people are on TikTok. Let's make good TikTok content. I think those are the places you see, and Twitter as well, for sure. Uh, I think that's where you see community. And then on our website, I think that's more just kind of a traditional news outlet where we're having lots of success reaching fans of both genders and all ages with news, you know, like this will sound a little extreme because we have a long way to go. But I mean, the ESPN homepage tells you what's happening in all of sports. The Just Women's Sports homepage should tell you everything that's happening in women's sports. So our site does not, um, you know, we don't have comments on our site. It's not a, I wouldn't say it's a community hub, but it is a news hub that gives you what you need in the space. We also have a newsletter. I would say our newsletter and our website are similar in that they are about news. We are telling you what's happening in this space. And then our social channels are where, you know, you really feel a sense of community um, of fans that are grateful to have an outlet dedicated to what they care about and speaks their language. So, you know, again, I think on, on social media, we feel the um, community aspect. And then through the newsletter and our website, we, um, you know, that's where we really think we're delivering useful news to fans. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben, when we look at the increased popularity of women's sports, what brings you the most pride, buddy? Um, I mean, I don't have, I don't have much personal pride. I can't take hardly any credit in it. Um, I mean, other than that, I guess I'm proud that you know, the world is starting to, to cover them. Um, I mean, I, I do have a 14 year old daughter and regardless of my position at just women's sports, it's been really neat to see her have female athletes to look up to the way I had male athletes to look up to. So I am proud of that. I mean, I'm proud that JWS is, is, you know, building that and hopefully the number one place to do so. But I think that, the world is changing. There's been amazing women athletes for a long time. Thankfully, you know, brands are more receptive to sponsor content around that and people want to read it. So, you know, we didn't create the movement, but we are building on it. And, um, you know, I am, I am proud to be part of that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm curious when we talk about producing, uh, particularly women's sports, content in general, and specifically, what uh, strategic advantages do you think comes with with producing only women's uh, content that maybe producing men's content wouldn't provide? Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of just 
baseline information that's needed. So on one hand, this is like a sad thing for the space that there's confusion over where to watch the games, when the games are, you know, but it makes it easier that, you know, our, our mission is pretty clear, inform, inform, inform. I think on the men's side, you know, there's so many sites, there's so many channels, accounts, like, what do you have to do to stand out? And so I think to be kind of original on the men's side is very hard for us. Um, let's just give people facts. Let's just tell people who won the game, you know, who scored, what time the next game is on, what channel is it on? So it's like, Again, that, that comes from a flaw in our sports ecosystem, but it is a big difference for us. And yeah, I just feel like many of the, a lot of the content we create has never been done before. I think it would be hard to say that on the, on the men's side. So, you know, yeah. kind of most of our things feel like, which is a nice sensation. Yeah, absolutely. And that, as you know, only about 4% of, women's sports received media coverage and the fascinating thing about just for women's sports is that you're here to change that so tell me about increasing the media coverage of women's sports what do you think it's going to take in order to do that uh, successfully um i mean we we hope to change it just by proving you know as our website audience grows every month as our social followers grow you know there's two paths kind of one as we're in the growing phase but we're not ready to be a you know a league broadcaster let's let you know places with the WNBA rights with the NWSL rights um see us and say, we should be covering this sport closer, you know, so we're kind of just building general audience. And then someday, um, you know, we hope to be in the position to actually be the place you watch the game. So it's like, right now, you know, we're, we're driving it through social and website and hoping that that influences the larger network partners, the people that control kind of TV and streaming bandwidth and then someday we hope to be one of them so it's like we're going to we're going to move the whole space uh indirectly and then we will be at that upper echelon doing it ourselves so i think that's how we make that those inroads yeah and brad just thought of a more broader sense well what do they need to be done to cover women on a women's sports on a, a bigger national scale so more people can get eyes on women's sports as well? Um, I mean, I think it needs better marketing, better investment, and, you know, just clearer, clearer schedules. Like, I, you know, some of this will take time. I think that tennis is very established. It's been around. There's majors. They get big uh, television exposure on ESPN. And so these athletes you know, often outdraw the, the men's on TV and they are huge celebrities. I think the WNBA is getting there, but it needs to get further ingrained in the minds of sports fans. And then, you know, we see a ton of potential around soccer. Uh, National Women's Soccer League is an amazing league. Um, it's in its 10th year, but, 
you know, they've had growing pains, so I don't think it has, uh, you know, gotten into the psyche of sports fans the same way. I mean, the NBA, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, National Football League, I mean, these are, these are leagues that have been around for decades, if not over a century. Um, so I think that when people watch, they enjoy it. They just, it's not like their muscle yet. So, um, we just need, again, more, more marketing dollars, more exposure on television and kind of games at better times, more prominent times. And the audience will follow in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. The landscape of women's sports, what has you most excited about the future? Um, I mean, I think that the quality of play across sports is going to keep getting better and better. And I, again, I think that the National Women's Soccer League has the potential to be the biggest, you know, best women's league in the world. I think it can become possibly the most popular soccer, American soccer league. I mean, Major League Soccer is doing pretty well now, but they took a long time to grow can the women's league get as popular as them i think it's possible so you know i'm really bullish on soccer specifically and then just the whole landscape in general as participation continues to rise um obviously there was a lot of there's been a lot of coverage around title nine that isn't always being lived up to across the board but i think that it was still a moment to celebrate and for people to keep pushing for equal access to two fields, two equipment, two scholarships, um, because the interest is there. You know, again, I, I see it firsthand with my daughter. Um, she cares about sports, yeah, honestly, more than any of my friends of either gender did when they were 14. And she has a lot of friends like her, like they are, the athletes are out there. So I think that every every sport is going to keep getting better and better as you know, people just need that opportunity and that's starting to come. Yeah, absolutely. And man, as you know, you know, in order to get uh, exposure for anything, representation matters. And we look at what's happening around women's sports, whether it be women getting increased broadcasting roles to broadcast sports uh, or uh, ascending to uh, positions of leadership. The uh, Raiders just uh, named the first women a uh, woman uh, president, and uh, the the Maple Leafs of Toronto uh, promoted an assistant general manager. So tell me how excited you are to see women advancing forward in uh, positions of power as well. I mean, it's it's great. It's great to see and. You know, I think I haven't, you know, just women's sports is thankfully growing almost, you know, monthly. Uh, I believe we're up to 27 or 28 employees. I think I'm one of five males. I'm the only male on the five person leadership team. So, you know, we're really living it um, in that in that regard. And that's really neat to be a part of. Um, you know, I think across the industry. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for, I mean, of course, it's great that there's general managers that are women being named, but that's probably overdue. And obviously, I can't speak to the experience that 
that women have had. So my hunch is that there's a long, long way to go still. So I don't want to over-celebrate things, but yes, those were nice hires to see. And again, at least I'm proud that the place I work at is, I mean, living it. We should, we're, we're a women's sports outlet. I mean, I, I feel frankly lucky to, to be here and that our CEO um, is a woman that has hired mostly women, but also wants the best person for the job and felt like I was that. So um, that's been neat, but yes, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, women representation at, at just women's sports for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things you do uh, to engage with people is through uh, podcasting as well in my world, Ben. So tell me about uh, the increased use of uh, podcasting and how it's helped you uh, reach a, a new audience there, Ben. Yeah, I think, um, you know, podcasts are a great way to. So in our case, you know, the, the JWS strategy, which predates me and really credit to Haley Rosen, our CEO, you know, we wanted to work with athletes. That's part of our mission statement as well. So look at who we've had host podcasts, Kelly O'Hara, you know, star of the women's national team, Dawn Staley, head coach of University of South Carolina basketball, uh, Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams, who are national team teammates, as well as teammates in the NWSL. You know, we're giving the platform to athletes directly. And once we've lined that up, I think pods are just kind of the smartest, most efficient way to do it. We have started to film them and put them on YouTube. But, you know, we want to hear these people talk. And I think given their schedules, like a full-blown TV show would obviously be hard. And at the other end of the spectrum, you know, a text article or having them quote unquote write that's not going to really sink in with people. So I think audio has been the best way for us to work directly with athletes. And we love the idea of athlete to athlete conversation. And so podcast has been the best place for us to, us to do that. And I, I think it's, you know, really helped put us on the map again, when you, when you see the names that we've worked with in the podcast space that, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Ben. And you know, for myself personally, this uh, idea of women's sports is important to, because, you know, Ben, I was born with uh, cerebral palsy, so I do a lot of work with uh, inclusion, diversity, and equity. So tell me, when we look at uh, women uh, sports for those with uh, disabilities, how do you think that will grow in the future in terms of coverage of it as well? Um. I mean, I hope it grows considerably. I think that it's got a double challenge that, you know, those sports are undercovered across the board. And then you have women's sports that have been historically undercovered. Um, I think, you know, the Paralympics, we were, we covered those pretty closely and those, those have done a nice job of sort of breaking through, but uh, beyond that, Kevin, I mean, I think it takes, uh, you know, it will take a concerted effort. And again, on the, on the women's side, it's, it's two pronged because, you know, we don't necessarily feel like the WNBA, which is the best basketball league in the cover in the world is even getting, you know, proper coverage. So let alone, um, you know, sports for 
people with disabilities. Um, but you know, I hope it all, I hope it all grows together. And, um, but I think there's a long way to go there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben, my final question for you uh, this afternoon has to do with what do you hope the legacy of just for women's sports is? And how, how do you uh, envision it uh, expand, expanding moving forward? Um, well, I, I hope just women's sports, you know, can expand into real league partnerships where we are, you know, Right now, we have a deal with the NWSL for highlights. Can someday that grow to include other leagues? We also are with Athletes Unlimited, but, you know, will we someday be partners with the WNBA, the LPGA, the WTA, like real media partners, um, and then possibly streaming their games? You know, that would be, that's really the roadmap for just women's sports. And then if that all happens, I mean, I think the legacy will be, this is the first company ever that focused entirely on women's sports and succeeded and, and became a, you know, a mainstream phenomenon. So I think that will, that will speak for itself. It's going to take a while, but um, already I think the legacy is that, you know, we're doing something that had never been done before, which is very exciting and, uh, and still uh, a lot of ways we can grow. Absolutely. And Ben, for anyone that wants to get connected to just women's sports, what's the best way uh, they can do that? Um, I mean, wherever, wherever they are, we are. Um, the website is justwomensports.com. Um, if you go there, you will see links to our social handles or uh, as well as our newsletter sign up. We're Just Women Sports on Instagram. We are at Just W Sports on Twitter. Um, and then on Facebook and TikTok, we are also at Just Women Sports. So um, yeah, we welcome the follows. We welcome the web audience. You know, if you care about women's sports, and I'd like to say in this day and age, if you care about sports, why wouldn't you care about women's sports? Um, we will really, you know, we will have you covered in a way you never have been before. So I, I appreciate the chance to, to promote that. And, you know, I think we still are in an era where we, we do need, you know, to reach more, more people. So ho hopefully a few people hear about, uh, hear about us from this interview and, and come along for the ride. And I think they'll like it. Absolutely. Well, Ben, I want to thank you for uh, your work and leading this, this pioneering effort. And I also, uh, Ben, want to thank you uh, for being here today specifically because uh, with our conversation today, Ben, we're celebrating our 500th episode for the program. Wow, so that's wanna, amazing. Yeah, I want to thank you for helping me uh, celebrate the milestone and for being here this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Wow, you're so welcome. Congratulations. I had no idea that is really awesome. Congratulations to you. That's great.